Well, tonight I just wanted to talk about being born again and what that actually means and some of the insights that have come to my heart since I'd been awoken to more of the understanding and what that really means. And tonight I had the opportunity to speak to someone that wasn't born again and what it actually meant because we come at the opportunities to talk to other people come along a lot as we become more mature they just seem to come more and more and more because probably we're open we're more understanding of the word we're more mature in the word and as we become more mature in the word our confidence grows and that's attractive to other people and with the confidence comes a sense of uh, reality, a sense of truth, a sense that we're honest, uh, that we actually do know what we're saying, we're not pretending. And that's picked up by the other person. It's definitely picked up by the other person. I know tonight I've been speaking to this person, uh, you know, probably four times over the last month. And I've known them as a family member from many years ago, but we hadn't spoken for about 30 years. And we weren't friends before then. But for some reason or some way, we got into touch with each other and there's a problem going on in their life. And it was good because they were feeling comfortable enough to share it. And up front, I did mention uh, about who I was, um, a chaplain, uh, and that's just a qualification. I'm no different to anyone else, but just to put things into perspective for them so they know that I'm serious about my faith and what I believe and and that I do things about it. I don't just talk about it. You know, there's an active faith because God says it's impossible to please him without faith. And if it's not active, it's dead. It's dead faith. So (laughs) I do what I say. I say what I do. And I know where I'm going to. So it's, it's, it's an important thing for the other person to understand who you are and how serious you are, or how how compelled you are, how um, engaged you are, that you're active and you're you're honest, you're integrous, and you're living the walk, and you're walking the talk. And she knew that after a few conversations. So tonight I talked to her about what it means to be born again, and how to talk to someone about being born again without getting over-religious or, you know, putting them off. So the way I explained it, and I hope this helps you, is that, you know, we have a human spirit. And a lot of us don't think about what's in us. Uh, We've got spirit, body and soul. We hear that all the time. Well, it's true, we do. Uh, But what happens when we're actually accepting Jesus? So the, the minute that we say that Jesus... I want you in my life. I, I believe that you died for me, took my sins. And on the third day, you were raised up and you're alive again now. And you've taken all my sins. You've, you've given me life. I'm in covenant with you. Boom. In comes the, the spirit of God into yours. And so it's reborn. The spirit is reborn. The body's not. The soul's not. Uh, you know, the mind's not transformed, but the 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 spirit is 100% transformed. It's perfected. So when we think about who we are, and as he says, as he is, so are we. We know that God doesn't look at anything outside of the spirit. God is spirit and he sees the spirit in you. He sees the born 
again spirit. But he also knows that our mind is not born again. It's our spirit that's born again. So it's going to take some time for the transformation of our mind to come along. In John 3.3, he explained um, being born again to this guy named Nicodemus, who was a very high-level Pharisee, very religious person, but he knew something was going on and he visited Jesus. And Jesus said to him, unless one is born again, he cannot enter or see the kingdom of God. Now, I can't only imagine hearing that from someone, you know, 2,000 years ago um, when they didn't uh, have the revelation of truly who Jesus was and what that would have meant to Nicodemus would have been confusing. But today, it can still be confusing unless it's a little bit more explained. And when we look at it as a spirit, the spirit of God coming into our human spirit and replacing it with his spirit, which is 100% what Jesus had in him, is now given to us. And we can access that. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, and that's you and me, as born again, he is a new creation, and the old things have passed away. Behold, the new things have come at last. <laughs> at last they've come. We may not feel anything. Uh, we may not notice a huge change, but the Spirit has changed. The spirit has changed 100%. It's perfected. And when we go into heaven, when we die, that spirit in us will remain exactly as it is now, as it is in 4,000 years from now after we've died. It won't change. It's 100% perfected. However, if our mind doesn't change if we just go along in the carnal in a sense in the carnal and the thoughts feelings and um, the sensory area and we just think well we've been saved then we're a grace-minded person and a grace-minded person just that truly just leads them to death sickness all sorts of things can take them out they're not looking at their born-again spirit they're not accessing it with faith they don't want to access it with faith because faith means they'll have to do something. But faith has to be activated to appropriate grace and pull out from grace what's being given to us. In 1 Peter one twenty three, it says, For you have been born again, not of seed, which is perishable, but imperishable. That is, through the living, enduring word of God. So it's the word of God that's going to transform our mind. It's a seed. Jesus was the word walking and he was God. Someone said to me the other day, oh, I don't hear God. I just, I don't know how to hear God. I can't hear him. Well, I sort of said, well, do you read the Bible? He said, no, I don't need to do that. I know, I know God. Well, how can you know God if you're not reading the Bible? I mean, God's words are there. They are the spirit. God said, I speak to you through my word. 
So my word is in the Bible. Read the Bible. Read the word. And you will grow. You can't force your way into changing your mind any faster than you put your effort into knowing his word. If you sit there, like many, and just believe on miracles and just continue on in the carnal way of living, then ultimately you're a grace person that doesn't walk in activated faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's just impossible to please him. If your faith's dead, you can't please God. So if you're not pleasing God, the spiritual blessings which you've been given are not going to be accessible for you. They're not going to be usable. You... You, you you won't be walking the talk, you won't you won't be understanding the uh the relativeness of the born again spirit. The born again spirit has everything that we need. Everything. It's the access point to healing. And by his stripes you were healed. So that means you are healed when we speak. To the mountain, it must move. God has given you, he's given me, authority over the mountain. Now, the mountain might be finances, might be sickness, it might be relationship, it could be anything. God said, speak to the mountain. I've given you authority over scorpions and serpents. He's given us authority over the devil. The only thing the devil has, the only power he has is deceit and lies. So if we will not agree with him, if we will resist him, he must flee. That's what God says, he must flee. So when we trust the word, we're trusting the spirit of God, which is talking to us. The Bible speaks to us. God speaks to us through the word. And in that born again spirit, we have all the spirit, spiritual blessings that we'll ever need. You've got everything, if you believe it. If you don't trust God, if you don't trust his word, how can you access this wonderful, wonderful gift that he's given us? How can you walk with confidence? How can you walk freely without anxiety and fear taking you over, especially in what's happening today out in the world? It's crazy land out there. Well, we can. We can walk in all the spiritual blessings. (laughs) And that's love. That's kindness. That's peace. That's joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We know what's set before us. We know where we're going to heaven. He wants us to help other people into heaven. And we can do that if we trust his word. Someone said to me the other day, I just trust the Lord. And I thought, what? How, how, How do you trust the Lord? What's that? And I know it's a saying, and and I used to say it as well, but one day I had an epiphany on that. I thought, well, there's nothing to trust in that. It's not the Lord. It's who the Lord is. And he was the word walking. Trust in the word. So get into the word. Once you're born again, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you up. Enter you. 
and be filled with dunamis power so that you have the healing power that Jesus has. Not had, but has. And now has given to every every believer that will receive it. Take it out of that born-again spirit and bring it through your soul. Let it emanate through your body and out into helping others and seeing them be healed. That is your inheritance. That's it. All things. In Romans 8, 28, it says, All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. It's a healing power. It's a prosperity. And Jeremiah says, I've given you everything, pretty much, hasn't it? You know, I've given you the plans. I know the plans for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I mean, God has given us everything that we need. So I, I pray. I pray that this word has been an encouragement to you. Um, I pray that it, it helps you to get out there and activate your faith with others. Give them a nice smile. Say Jesus loves you. Bless them. Pray for them. Whatever you can do, create a relational uh, engagement with people so that they know who you are and stand firm in the face of what's being thrown at you in the mind. Capture it quickly. The Bible says capture those thoughts. Bring them into the obedience of Christ. Capture them. Are they the way that God would think about this situation or this circumstance? Should I be looking at this circumstance all the time or should I be looking at what his word says about that circumstance? We don't dismiss the circumstance. It's real. But what do we agree with is is going to bring the change. It's going to bring the fruit. It's going to bring the comfort and the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit working through you and me can bring that comfort to you in the most awkward places, the most horrible circumstances, it can bring us comfort in the storms. And Jesus will calm the storm. He will calm the storm for you when you trust in him by trusting in his word. I pray for prosperity for you. I pray for full health for you. And I pray for an aliveness in wanting to read the word and to share that knowledge And that understanding so that your eyes are opened and passed on to others. Bless you.